Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm so excited to be talking to Gabe Oliver, who is the author of Little Toy Car, which was written during a road trip from U.S. to Argentina. That in itself, I want to talk to him like tremendously already. Hi, Gabe. How are you today? Hey, good, Oki. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. I finally get to meet you, which is really cool. I've been stalking him for a while, you guys. Let's talk about your book first. Then we'll talk about your journey, how you got to the book, really. So your book is called Little Toy Car. Can you tell me what it's about? Uh, yes. So Little Toy Car started as a story. People used to ask me about my life. So it is kind of based on a true story. Okay. I say based on because there is a lot of aspects of the book that I either condensed by making maybe four characters one person or one character in the book. I did things like that or speeding up timelines in real life, life events that happened, something like 9-11. I condensed the amount of information that we got from that into a classroom session instead of the couple years it took to actually gather all that information just for the sake of flowing the story along. But yeah, Little Toy Car started as people would just ask me about me. And (laughs) what are you doing? Like, who are you? So it kind of started as a verbal story that kept on building throughout the years. And I kept on getting the reaction of like, whoa, that's crazy. Oh, wow, you should make a movie. (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't really think anything of it, like, at first. I just, oh, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, I thought everybody says that. Like, oh, right. you can tell somebody about your life. Like, oh, everybody's like, oh, yeah, make a movie. I didn't know that was, like, unique. I didn't think that was anything different. So can you tell me a little bit about, like, what are some parts where people are like, this needs to be a movie? There was a part in the book where I get involved in a super crazy religious cult in California, <laughs> oh my god so, you um, have to tell us more of this book then definitely <laughs> yeah so it goes from that a lot of people relate to the like rough childhood upbringing part of it so that that gets deep and heavy in certain parts i didn't realize so many people related to that that, that that's kind of sad actually that a lot of people relate to that all right um, absolutely i guess it gives people relief to know that they're not alone going through a certain situation And I guess that's kind of what the inspiration for eventually now turning this into a book was, was it used to just be a personal story like I share with people along the way. And then as the years went on, I kept on feeling like I was like repeating myself, but getting all these unique reactions to everything that I was sharing. Some people would connect and be like, oh, wow, yes, like religion has had like a huge effect on me and like all the things that you're talking about going through. Or other people would be like, yeah, when I was growing up, I went through a lot of the similar things that you discussed. It it really affects me even to today. And with my decisions and how I process life, all these things like affect people. And so each person that I've realized uh, that I'd come in contact to with, I realized uh, different things that they take from the story. And they're, they relate to different parts of the story and they learn from different parts of the story. 
not only about me, but about themselves. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I absolutely love reading something that's kind of tangible, something that I can relate to. You know, a lot of us read to escape for what we're going through, right? That's why we read fantasy or sci-fi and things like that. But occasionally a book like yours really resonates with a lot of us. So I'm really glad you shared all that. Can you tell me your process or how did this come about? You were doing this during a road trip. So can you tell us how all that went down, I guess? Yes, definitely. So I feel like I have this problem in my life. I think I've been diagnosed with ADHD, but like I've never treated it. You as well. <laughs> yes. So it's, I didn't realize that it affected my life because I didn't notice the effects of it. But what I'll do is I'll get really deep, hyper-focused into a project. And then months later, after I've like consumed my life with this project for a certain amount of time, done. Move on That's to the me. next thing. That's absolutely me. I would like yeah. want to buy all these things. I would like, I would like budget for this. I go down a rabbit hole. Just like, what do I need to yeah. buy? I what do I need to clear my desk for? And 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 it comes to an instant disinterest. And suddenly, I was okay with never looking at it again. <laughs> yeah, like it just sits there in the corner, kind of thing. No, yeah, that's that's great. Like, I'm glad to hear that it's not just, <laughs> I, I kept on thinking, oh, I'm like, I guess that was part of writing the story is because I discovered people like you that can relate. And mm -hmm. at first I think I'm alone and then I share my story, realize I'm not alone. And then they hear my story and realize they're not alone. And okay. it just kind of, it's just this big effect. But yeah, I guess the story has always just been in my head. So the entire time it's it's constantly developed through the many experiences I have in life and all the directions that I go. It, I just kept on building on the story. And eventually I got to a point where I was like, oh, wow, this whole story that I've been sharing with people has now like kind of, there was a full circle moment. I mean, I guess I won't spoil the story, but there's a full <laughs> circle moment where I was like, okay, wow, this can be put into a story now. Like this is, I didn't expect this to happen. The story surprised me just as much as it might surprise like a reader because I wasn't, I don't really consider myself an author. I'm not like writing a book essentially. I'm just taking my experiences and writing them in a way that's more entertaining maybe, maybe easier to grasp, trim all the, excess off of it so that you can get to like the meat of like what was this story about what did we learn from this story how did we grow from this story and that's really what it became and so when I wrote it we were on this road trip and yeah we bought a car for like I think the car cost us like 1500 or 2000 dollars in Colorado we bought a car <laughs> and it had a lot of problems. I do not recommend buying a really cheap car to Argentina. We broke down numerous times all, all the way to Argentina. But I wasn't writing at all during that time. Mm -hmm. When I what I what wound up happening is I finished the road trip, thought about the story, thought about the story that I would tell all these people. And so everybody that I've met along my travels has like a part of the story. Some people have like the beginning. And then some people have a little bit more and a little, little bit more. Ah, I feel yeah. like now, like the whole story is actually complete-ish. I may maybe write a sequel to it. I don't know yet. I was oh, going to ask, but we'll get there, though. 
<laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people have been requesting it. I've had a few people requesting that, the sequel part. So I, I'm, I'm not sure where I feel on that. Because like I said, the ADHD thing, like I got super hyper-focused after the travels. Mm-hmm. We got to Argentina and it was a new country. My Spanish isn't, wasn't great at the time. Now it's getting better. Oh, that's good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But at the time it was like, I'm in a completely different country. The only person I can actually speak with is like my wife. She was my girlfriend at the time. And so I was just, well, what am I going to do with my life? So I kind of just got bored. I just opened my computer and just started typing. As soon as I like got the first paragraph, I just kept going. I just kept going. I would wake up like super early, not wanting to wake up early. Like I want to sleep in, but I just, my mind is just constantly racing. So I wake up super early and just start typing and go all day until nighttime. I would like type from 7am until like 11pm, only taking breaks to like have a bit of food or drink some water. And I just did that for like three weeks straight. Oh, wow. Had a book. I mean, listening to you, I feel like with the whole ADHD thing, I think it was maybe just it just clicked. Like you have all these stories in your head and it started flowing out. It just clicked. Like it's meant to be this way. I know it sounds a little bit cheesy to say it's meant to be, but you know, it just clicked and it sounded, but the responses of your publication though, a lot of people have been raving about it since you published because I see a lot of posts about your book. A lot of people are shouting out about it. So how has it been since you published this book? Or actually, can we talk about your editing process? Because I thought that was a really interesting story. Can you tell me about that first? Yeah, definitely. I went into this whole entire process. I'm thinking, oh, you just write a book and you like put it out there. Like, that's what you do. <laughs> I didn't realize until after I had done that. I learned so much from Instagram. Like there's a lot of really cool people on Instagram. A lot of bookstagrammers, I guess is what they're called. And they were just like helping me through this whole process because I was completely ignorant to everything. They're like, oh, wait, you didn't didn't get ARC readers or beta readers? And I'm like, what is that? (laughs) You're like, what are those? It's funny you (laughs) just said that because I I figured whoever's listening to this, authors listening to this, the minute you said, I figured I'll just put it out there. Everyone's like, no. <laughs> Everyone's yes. like gonna just suddenly email you all these things. What else happened then? Yeah, it was so it was crazy because I'm getting these messages and like everybody's like really kind about it. And I'm like, yeah, you sh- you should get arc readers, beta readers. You need a launch team, this and that. What I did to edit the book was literally just write the whole thing in the, those three weeks. I did as much editing as I could. I read through the manuscript and I'm like. Mm, this is a bit personal. I don't think I want to share this. Oh, and okay. I struggled with that like back and forth for almost like three or four years, I think, before I actually published it. Ah, I see. Um, I felt okay. Um, but I'm like, why am I okay with sharing it? Like with people I meet along the road, which is technically public. Right. But it, I don't know. It was just something I was like, mm, but this is like public, public. Like this is. Literally out keep- there and you can't retrieve it in some people's minds or whatever. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> exactly. If I'm in person with them, they can be like, oh, this is intense. Can you explain this? And then I can kind of be there with them. But like right. the book, it's like, that's so all I you had get. to keep that in mind. Exactly. Uh-huh. 
So I kept that in mind through the editing process. I was like, how can I make this as clear and concise and like not, because it does touch on a lot of sensitive topics. So like, how do I do this in like a very respectful way? I'm just trying to like translate the story in the most authentic, genuine way possible without anybody getting hurt from this situation or this story. And so, yeah, I battled through that for like three years before I actually published it. Then that actually helped with editing because when I returned back to it three years later, I'd actually learned more about grammar. Like, I don't think I was very good at grammar or anything <laughs> like that in school. I don't know how, but like through random life experiences, being exposed to like British type style English in Australia and everything kind of move my mind around in different directions as well so it helped me like see the English language in like a different way than I was used to seeing it in the U.S. and I think that helped me with the editing process because then I came back and edited it thought it was all good uploaded it good to go I get a few messages (laughs) 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 like yikes like it's good but But. (laughs) yeah there was two specific people that were like really gung-ho about helping me about it there was two others that kind of like pointed it out but they were super kind about it they were like oh well I can't like really help you edit it but like you need an editor (laughs) and so so this one person that reached out they kind of wanted to stay anonymous I don't know why yeah they I guess they helped me with the manuscript, they're like, yeah, just send it over. Um, we'll get on a call and I'll walk you through how to do this. And I learned so much from this person. They would say stuff like, read this paragraph out loud to me. Oh. And then read this other paragraph that you did in this other in, in the beginning of the book. Now tell me what's wrong with this. And they would like just really like work with me like to construct these like you can absolutely do better than this this is this is not this is not like your your story is worth telling it the way that you truly want it to be told yeah so it was really cool another one like sent a huge list and they're like okay i read through the manuscript this they'll give me sections chapter this page this I was like, wow, like, um, can I pay you? Can I like do something? Can (laughs) like, maybe if I make royalties from the book, can I like give you a percentage? No, no, no. Yeah. It was a feeling of like, well, I I don't want, I don't know. I don't like to owe things to anybody, but at the same time, it's like, wait a minute, I'm trying to talk about this world that I want to live in where people care about each other and they respect and love each other. So why right. am I so afraid to just receive right. love Why back? resist it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was really, really kind. And that was a cool experience. I learned so much about the editing process, about like grammar and constructing sentences beyond that, just like the creativity, the creativity of it, which so now there's like a few different editions of the book out there because of that. <laughs> But how has it been since you've published? Oh, yeah, it's been really good. Like sales, it's hard to tell because with KDP, it's like I think if I translated the KDP reads into the size of each book, 
it's mm-hmm. like over 50 over 50 something from kdp there's like oh, a couple nice. hundred from paperback a couple more from hardcover and then like a lot of kindle a lot of kindle versions that were sold so yeah so it was shocking like how much it was actually getting sold because i didn't really expect that to be right. i did try and promote it i had a friend that works in like marketing Mm-hmm. And he kind of like, he's like, just do this and it'll all work out. <laughs> like, okay. That's like a formula there. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, all right. What do I have to lose? I mean, so, so many people have helped along the way. And it's been really cool to see that and the love and the compassion of people to just, I mean, this is, this is not even their thing. Like, this is my story and they're right. help it, helping me with it. But there's something about the bookstagram people or the bookstagram culture that is so positive. And mm. especially with all the indie authors really supporting, like I, I'm all about supporting indie authors, the love and work that you guys put into. I always say you guys do the hard work. I get to do the fun stuff. You know, I get to talk to you guys. I get to talk to authors and I get to read. So this is all fun for me while you guys stress over the writing and the marketing. I'm over here going, I'm ready. Just give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) So you've done more travel since your writing, since this book. Yes. Does that garner you wanting to continue writing more about your experience? Because you say you weren't sure if you're going to do a sequel yet, but I feel like we want to know a lot more of your travels and what you've been going through. Can you tell me more about if you want to do that? Yeah. I'm, I'm in the process of deciding um, (laughs) how to go on that. I did kind of write the book in a way where it was open to explore the characters that I showed in the book further or where I could just leave it open for interpretation and end it in a nice little wrapped up package. I guess later on, I, I learned from literary agent professionals, you're not supposed to wrap your book up in a nice boat. Apparently, that's like a one thing you do not do if you want to get really? signed to like that. Penguin Random House or Simon & Schuster. Or, I learned what? all this stuff after the fact. I just wrote a story. <laughs> and it's like, oh, all this stuff that you did? Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Okay. <laughs> my bad. Um, yeah, my bad. Exactly. No, I, I have definitely thought about it and based on the feedback that I've gotten on the story, I think people are really, really interested in exploring some of the characters that were left behind. You can't give more away, can you? (laughs) Yeah, like I can't really give spoilers, but like knowing that, I know that means that I'm going to have to go in a very personal direction with with a sequel if I did. And that's going to be like very personal. That's why I'm kind of like still, I'm right. still there. Do you want to like open that door? It. Yeah, I think about it like uh, at one point it might be inspiring. It might, it'll also like just putting everything out there. I think the story itself kind of up until the point that I wrote it so far has been kind of more or less, it has been very vulnerable, but it's left in a like open safe space, I guess, of I kind of just run away from my issues. I run away from my problems and I don't have to face them. But writing about them, though, you definitely need to dig even deeper. Exactly. (laughs) It gets invasive, you know. Super. (laughs) Yes. Knowing that it's like if I 
was to go into a sequel based on like a lot of the reviews people do want to know more about those relationships and that what that tells me is that people want to know if there's hope ah perfectly said yes and that's what I'm scared about writing is because if I write it it's it's genuine so what if my life doesn't wind wind up giving people the hope that they want then how do you write that Hmm. I don't know I feel like as a reader though you can tell the intentions of the writer what they want us to feel but if it garners beyond that I think you're successful either way because you made me feel about something because if I read it and it doesn't stick with me or doesn't make me clamor for more then I'm going to keep searching and I'm going to keep reading for it, right? And if it doesn't hit that mark, then I didn't enjoy it. But I feel like even if we get the hope or not, but we have some, we get some sort of emotions, you, you've been successful at it because I, I want to keep feeling something. I'm staring you here toward, yes, write it, Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Not that I know all the stories yet, but I'm like, go for it. So you're in Argentina right now. Yeah. So Gabe, I'm so glad you're here telling me about this journey. This is a very personal journey, but it's a very, very interesting book. So where can we get your book? Uh, so I have, I basically just uploaded it to through KDP on Amazon, um, okay. as a lot of self-publishers do, I guess. And so I opted for expanded distribution, which means I believe it's on Barnes and Noble, a lot of indie bookstores. I recently had it stocked at the Boulder bookstore in Den- in um, Colorado. Oh, cool. And so it's like on the actual shelves there. Basically, yeah, anywhere you can get a book. I think there was a lot of different book websites, depending on the country you're in. Like in South Africa, it was a specific website. Or if you were in Australia, there was a different website. Um, you were yeah, in there, Australia for a few years. <laughs> yeah. Got stuck um, there for three years for COVID. I want to learn more about that too, but we don't have too much time on that. That's why I'm looking forward for the book after that, because I want to read about that experience. I definitely want you to keep in touch with us as far as your writing process, as far as you publishing beyond Little Toy Car. Any last minute thing you want to tell us before we go today? Um, thank you for everything. Honestly, oh, no, like, I didn't do much <laughs> <laughs> to you, to everyone that has been so supportive. It's, Thanks. it's just incredible. I don't know. I get sad sometimes and I do feel like it's easy to give up on the world and believe that there's really no more love, but then like things like this happen and you're like, oh, absolutely, like there is still hope for the world and we do need to love each other and be compassionate. And ah. we do. And it, and it happens and it's like, oh, okay. I just got right. a little bit more energy. I'll keep going. It's not over yet. And ah, I love that. I'm so glad you said that because I think a lot of us feel that way. But to to hear it, to read of it, it, it really does boost you up. So, but thank you. Gabe, you've actually have brightened our day or my day. And it's really contagious to to read and hear something like this. And I want to say thank you for coming by today. And I will talk to you next time, Gabe. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you, Oki. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. Please continue to support indie authors and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash tellmepodcast, where just for a price of a coffee, you can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships, and you can look at all the info about it, and I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcast, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where Caddy and I talk all things book and about her cats too. See you then. Thank you. Bye-bye.